feel like that's like uh, now recording from those bots is kind of like the ready, set, go. Like now we're now we mean business. Now it's time. To yes. Start. Um. So, uh, welcome everybody. This is Canoe Learns uh, number six. Appreciate everyone stopping by today. Um, so yeah, I, I I was trying to think about what would be an interesting topic to kick off the new year. And I kept coming back to Discord. Over the past few weeks through uh, some consulting projects that I've been working on, a common question has come up is, why do we use Discord? It doesn't really fit our community. Like they don't, they don't know Discord. It's like a whole nother process for them. Why are we using it? And I really couldn't come up with a better answer than it's just easier. It's just the place that everything is right now and like, there's tools built around it and functionality that just doesn't exist elsewhere. So it's just easy. So kind of wanted to dive in and, and get all of your wonderful opinions on wh what really works well with Discord, what doesn't work so well, and what the future of a Discord-like product might look like. Because if you've been around crypto for a long enough time, um, the, the platform in which we communicate has, has changed. Just three years ago, maybe even two years ago, it was predominantly Telegram where everything was. And before yeah. that, it was message boards, you know, Bitcoin talk form. I'm not sure if any of you guys are familiar with that or Reddit was used. Reddit still used a little bit. Um, but now I'm wondering, all right, well, Discord has done a fantastic job what does the future hold? So with that, let's, let's start with the positive. What do we like about Discord? And then we'll move into what could be better. So floor is open. What do you guys love about Discord? Mm, I, I, I guess I like that it's, it's a one app for all sorts of communication, whether it's text, voice, or video. Uh, and I like that you can categorize the conversations, but at the same time, I don't like that because I feel like that, uh, like it, it, ma it makes the, the conversations like get spread out if the community is too small. That's a really good point too, especially when it's early on in a community, you kind of want all that content in one spot. You have too many channels. It gets really, really sparse. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, just before getting into the good parts, I'm not 100% sure that this card is currently more used than Telegram for, for crypto in amount of people. Uh, I'm almost sure that in amount of content, it, it is, but there are too many like lists Telegram lists with people that only invest. So if you're talking about builders, yeah, Discord for sure is the biggest one. But I'm I don't know. I just don't have that that insight. If for general crypto uh, people that have crypto in a wallet, I'm not sure if there's a bigger number in Discord or Telegram by now. Uh more of this is built based around community building like where can you host communities and i, I think 
uh, it's become pretty clear that a Telegram channel uh, by itself is really difficult, uh, especially when those numbers get into the thousands. It just becomes unmanageable. So in terms of pure yeah. numbers, you could be right. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but well, thinking on the good side of this card for me, bots are unbeatable. Uh, the number one reason why I like this platform. Like, you can, this card is not a very complex thing in itself. It, it doesn't have the best uh, user interface for newcomers. So the learning curve in the start is a little bit steep. Uh, a little bit too steep, in my opinion. I think it should uh, have a, a clearer way to show uh, new Discord users how to navigate by. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's probably the biggest complaint that I've seen is uh, Discord is unnatural when people first come to uh, Discord. I mean, we call our collection of channels a server which to a person not familiar with discord means a different type of server or something they don't understand or something highly technical yeah but yeah but in spite like the the, the good part bringing on this is like even though it's different it's not that easy to understand at first glimpse uh it's super simple to use by itself. Like before you start adding bots, and if you want to make a super simple server with two channels and nothing special, it's like super easy to use. Uh, and then it lets you expand based on community build tools. Like Discord doesn't make the bots or the plugins or the extras. We do it. Uh, we create the way we want Discord to work. And I think that's what makes it uh, the big thing. That's why it beats everything else right now. Because, well, you can use Discord however you want. Just, just get a couple of JavaScript developers, read through some APIs, and think, okay, I want to do this, this, and that. And you can do it. That's, I think that's the best part of it. Uh, yeah, of course, absolutely. everyone is here. The functionality of Discord is second to none currently. Absolutely. Um, anyone else? What, what What do you really love about Discord? Yeah, I think Discord is like it is so successful in this community um, uh, between DAOs and and community building because it matches the profile of the per, the people there. Um, even if the person's not familiar to Discord when they first come in, mm -hmm. um, they they can add their own touch to Discord, and um, like everything is is made to be built right now. Everything everybody's building everything together, and if we wait to a platform to adapt the tools for us to use it, we will like <laughs> we are gonna be waiting for a long time and. There is no, it doesn't exist. Uh, this time doesn't exist. So, um, I think, I think that's the, the the most important thing in Discord right now. It's the the tools that we can implement to it, and 
it matches the mentality of the community, like using it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So I, I think a, a follow-up question to that is, do we use Discord because it's the right fit for what DAOs are trying to accomplish? Or do we use Discord because it's the best fit right now for us? I think it's the best fit right now. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to escape Discord if we had anything as good or better. Uh, no, no loving, no loving feelings except for the fact that it does better than anyone else. But yeah, once we can move on to the next best thing, I'll be fucking running for it. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a great point to transition. You use the word escape. And sometimes I, I feel like that with Discord. Um, as much as it is it, it wonderful to have all of your various uh, servers aggregated into one collective app, it also takes away from uh, kind of your user experience in the feel. Everything kind of feels the same, right? When you go from one server to another, you know, especially in the world of DAOs, uh, the organization of the servers is, is very similar. There's not much that differentiates, and I, I think we lose something there. What, what would be an example of, of like communities organized differently? Currently or no, not, not necessarily, like even in the past. Yeah, I, I think communities could live on like a native like uh, like a white labeled Discord, for example. Like I, for example, I I would love to see a product where you know you have Discord as your you know home base management for all of your different servers, but you also have individual applications that can create a more immersive or personalized experience for each server that you're in. So, for example, you have a a, a canoe app that stands alone from Discord. And you can do all sorts of different user experience and interface things that you would unable you'd be unable to do within a more traditional Discord setting. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's talk more about we talked about what we like about Discord. Well, um, what would you like to see in the future with Discord? Or or a alternative to Discord, what would you, what features, what experience would you, would be more per, uh, more tailored to DAOs? Oh man, the wallet connect for sure. I think that's something that's on everyone's mind, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that logging with what? Ethereum couldn't, couldn't come sooner. Login with Ethereum is just, if I could know, if I could link uh, the user in the communication platform to their wallet, it doesn't matter which communication platform it is. Uh, if it's half decent, I'll start campaigning my whole day for us to move there. Uh, if I can just like see that you sent a message and like this is this person, uh, if you're an identity, that's that's something game changer yeah yeah identity is uh is a big one i, I think identity and, and reputation kind of go hand in hand 
in terms of better management of DAOs, just understanding who the people are, what they're capable of, maybe their, their background, whatever it may be. Um, I think all of that is very game-changing. What else would we like to see? Well, in, in some way, uh, one of the things I would love to, to have in uh, any conference kind of thing is how to keep uh, a timeline or agenda follow-up uh, capabilities. There is a, a software that is called Circles, circle.aes that has the possibility to add an agenda on the side of the conference and keep track that we are moving forward. And also is the take note in take notes uh, capability will be nice because it's uh, right now uh, we are doing these things. I don't know if it's real than GRT is recording uh, a lot of these things uh, in the conference like the Zoom is great to have a capability to uh, watch again the conversations just to uh, review points or take note take some notes about uh, some comments. Yeah, absolutely. I think more, uh, more tooling integrations would be helpful with Discord. Um, yeah, if we like could- Like better if we... formatting. What did you say, Apolento? Like, like better formatting and that kind of stuff. Um, Taking yeah, notes and, cool. and keeping track of the notes uh, and then uh, provide some kind of uh, log or something like that after the meeting. Yeah, if the Discord events could uh, have an, out, an integrated recording and notes, so let's say we schedule a meeting, then we start the meeting, and during the meeting, I can take notes in the Discord uh, event itself, and it's recording, and by the end, anyone can see the notes and press play to watch it again. So you can see through the notes if it's interesting for you, if it is, you can just watch it all native in the in the product. That would be like killer. This would be like the, a function that would definitely move people from other platforms to anyone who creates it. Very cool idea, Z. So kind of like uh, YouTube or some other video platforms have something like that where people can leave notes or put a mark next to like important content. Is that kind of what you're uh, talking about? Yeah, in integrate Evernote, Sash, and Twitch inside Discord. <laughs> that's all. I, that's the only thing I want is everything in one place made from the best people. Yeah. <laughs> Just that. Pretty simple. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't out there yet. I, I would not do it myself because I'm busy, else it would have been done already. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I kind of touched on it earlier, earlier. I, I don't like having the same like user experience every time I go like to a new, new server, it's the same thing over and over again. Like, you know, you get these, like th these rule, uh, captcha type things you have to go through that no one reads and just clicks the button. And then you have like, you know, a, a bunch of servers trying to onboard you, but you know, there's real no like outreach and, uh, yeah, it just feels like it could be done better. Is there any way to, to build a custom-made interface, like a, an API, and you can have a, your own shaping in that sense? 
don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. It's a great question. Uh, do we have any devs in here that might know? Uh, the, de the devs don't typically come to this. Too busy uh, I'm, I didn't get the question, actually. Can you repeat? If you have any way to have an API to build a custom-made interface in a way that you you follow the things that Sox is talking about, that you create a, a different... Uh, is, you, in fact, it, it will be very nice that each meeting has their own title, their own things, and instead of using just one meeting room, having uh, meeting rooms for each uh, project in a way that even that has... Uh, 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 a tracing of the previous uh, notes and the previous videos, if there is any, instead of having that into a different location. Yeah, I think the the we, we've tried expanding in Juicebox. We've tried expanding areas uh, for different spaces, but it's really hard to keep people engaged when you start having too many channels or too many servers. Uh, it has an upside, but it has a big downside too. Uh, Discord allows you to expand, 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 so you can have more personalization and uh, data data persistence, you could say. But you lose usability. It's a direct change. You exchange uh, usability for uh, custom uh, for data persistence and customizability. Let's say it like that. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely uh, something to think about, but I have no answer how to do it. I've been trying for a while to do something like this, but it normally brings more trouble than it solves. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Z. Um, Discord can also be its own worst enemy, especially when people or communities are trying to start off early and you have all these shiny features. Um, you're, you can add all sorts of new channels and organization, but in reality, you have a very immature community. You want to have very few channels. You want to have all uh, that content together. A bad server is worse than no server. Uh, I've seen some like projects starting, and they have like those servers that are simply a mass. Uh, they're not good for anything and they only end up attracting scammers and getting their community uh, into trouble. So sometimes Discord uh, offers too many things and people get their eyes shining, but everything together can't manage it and it falls prey to scams or phishing. You have to take care of what you build in Discord. You can't just build and leave it there. It's not going to run itself. It doesn't have this capability. Did you just say a uh, no server is better than a bad server? Because I love that if, you, if that's what you said. Yeah, not having a server is better than having a very bad server. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with that. Like, when, when you're building a community or when you're building, uh, we're building a network, right? So when you build a DAO, you're actually building a, a network of people. And the most important part when you build a network is to, kind of figure out who those core members are and let them provide value to each other so that you can use that as the foundation of your community. Now, in the case that we're talking about right now, where you have a server with channels all over the place, 
what you're really doing is make it, making it harder for these people to connect with each other and establish those relationships. So what you end up getting is, is what's called negative uh, network effects. Negative network effects, also known as like churn, is when people come to the server, can't find what they're looking for, don't initially engage, either mute the server or just leave the server. Yeah, and like if you're starting something in a group of, let's say, four, five people, and you don't know how to manage this part, or you're all very busy and none of you can do it, do a group chat for a while. Hold everyone in a group chat, solve the basics, get someone that can say, I can take care of this part. When someone says that sentence, I can take care of this part, then you create a server. But like, don't just spin out a server out of nowhere and leave it there to rot. It, it looks bad, it feels bad. It gets people to lose money for scammers, lose wallets for phishing. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually uh, more difficult to fix a community like that than it is to start completely over. Have a community of, say, a thousand people that just haven't been organized and it's just sitting there. I think it's really difficult to correct that. I'm not, not sure if I agree with that part because you can just, worst case scenario, you ignore the thousand people, just rebuild the server from zero and half of them will leave, but then you'll have a decent server with 500 people. Then, I mean, you already have a head start in there. Uh, why, would, why do you say it's worse? I'm curious. Uh... My thought process there is that if you have an existing server with, say, um, let's say a thousand people and you realize that things have kind of gone stale, you have to put new processes in place to try figure out how to revitalize the community. And those processes um, are both internal and external. So when you're bringing on new people externally, uh, you're going to have to set up an onboarding process for them to get them engaged. All of that will be unique and different in a movement away from the status quo to your existing community members. So if your server's already disengaged and now you're putting more hurdles in front of them to continue their level of engagement, I think it just creates more friction. And oftentimes I think it's just better to start fresh. And if, so I'll give you an example. I, uh, I had a client that wanted to build a Discord and they had 27,000 people on, on, on Telegram. And I said, that's a, that's a lot of people. Uh, we don't wanna lose our, our Telegram. I'm like, well, why don't you want to just migrate them to Discord? Because what will happen is the people that are actually paying attention on the Telegram will be the ones that move over to Discord and you'll have a much more engaged community. Uh, it's like, well, 27,000 people, we don't wanna lose that. And a lot of times this becomes like a vanity metric. I would rather have, say, 200 super engaged people than just 2,000. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only point I disagree with, the, with that is that, like, Discord gives you insights, right? After your past 500 members, you get uh, an unbuyable premium that is server insights. So you know where your members come from, where they talk from, if they use mobile or if they use web, 
like uh, when are they online and all this kind of stuff. So if you have a server with more than 500 members, that's something that can provide you value. And getting there is normally harder than uh, going on after you reach 500 uh, for small projects. So uh, that, that's the only reason I'd say like keeping it alive uh, with a thousand and do a deep cleanse uh, might be worth it because uh, it's very easy like to just kick everyone who hasn't said anything for three weeks or didn't read anything for two weeks or one month and you just kick all those that inactive out it's pretty easy to do so you can do the cleans and keep the data i think that's the only reason i i, I would disagree with uh yeah. I, not I, going with the 1000 yeah that's a very good point too so let's 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 parlay that back into what the ideal platform would look like in the future if we're going to have this ideal ecosystem where uh, communities can be built. Uh, what would we change to the, what would we change about Discord and what would we keep the same? Open source on chain running in an L2, <laughs> just signed to send messages, everything on the block. No, ju I'm just kidding. That's undoable, but that's the dream. <laughs> I don't think all of that's undoable. Why do you say that's an undoable? Because uh, if you have to commit every message to the block, uh, then you're kind of screwed. But open source, uh, decentralized, and collectively managed, it's super doable. Uh, On-chain messaging for it in a large scale, it starts to get complicated. Uh, but, well, there are people trying, right? Uh, I don't remember the name of the, the product, but we, we, I've had some talks with people trying to build something of the sort. But yeah, I'm not, don't, don't think anytime soon, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there was a, someone who joined our Discord, I think it was called the Closer app, maybe. Um, they're trying to build something like that. I, I just find it really ironic that here we are trying to build the foundational level of, of Web3 using DAOs as kind of our organizational structure to do that. And it predominantly is on a Web2 product called Discord. I find that incredibly ironic that the future web is being built on what we're trying to disrupt. But one question, Scott, in, in some sense, if we go into that direction, how should be a meeting in the DAO-ish? And that, that could be, is, is instead of looking how to fix Discord to this, is if we think how... Uh, a real decentralized uh, good conversation or good meeting should be. What is the, if we can describe that and then figure out how we can use some technology to fit into that. That sounds. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's a great point. So what would an ideal meeting look like in, in say a web three environment? Let's say we're having this meeting in a hypothetical Web3 environment, maybe, maybe we're in the metaverse. Maybe we have some way to verify our identity um, when people join. Like right now, I know every name in here, but 
you know, there's no way to verify people are who they are, or who you're talking to, talking to. So maybe it starts there. I'm open to ideas about what do you think? In, in, in that is part is how to get the people invited, how to verify it, and then how. Uh, uh, I, I recall there is a lot of. Uh, a kind of process in organizations that say how to hold a conversation or how to hold a meeting. Uh, I can try to imagine, or I, I don't have any clue idea, what should be a very valuable way of yeah, giving, the... giving access to everybody and having a, a way to uh, have a proposals in the meeting, uh, voting how it's going to be driven the meeting, what is the accomplished or the achievements. So, so check out what Z just did. Uh, yeah, no, no one so. should be able to do, no one should be able to do that. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Have you had bad experiences with that, Z, in, in Juicebox? Have people tried to imitate uh, members oh, of Juicebox? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I have banned Zoo three times already. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I also banned the jungle some time ago. and and three zoos already it's it's fun but there are bots that sold this like you can set we didn't i i haven't gone i haven't gone to the trouble of doing it yet but now i just noticed that it might be an uh, important priority but you can set at a number of protected names and anyone that tries to get that name can't i don't, don't remember right now if it's done through this part itself, or if it's a bot, there's an easy way to do you. it. Uh, hello? Yeah, you're waking up a little uh. bit, but I think uh, perhaps. Um, yeah, I think I get the gist of what you're saying. Um, I, I, I think at maybe a very foundational level, this hypothetical new platform should be built upon identity. Um, knowing it doesn't, identity like, Let's talk about identity a little bit. Like what goes into identity? What information is part of your identity? And, and let's leave out like your actual name. Disregard yeah, your so name, is your identity. Just your identity. And then probably I'm thinking, can the, um, the e EMS, the Ethereum name servers, help in like verifying identities? Because one thing I know about them is that once you own it, it belongs to you. And once that name is yours, no one else can take it from you, unless you sell it, probably. Yeah, I think it's a combination of different accounts nowadays, sadly. Uh, right now, identity should be uh, a way where you verify your ENS uh, with multiple wallets, Discord and Twitter IDs. And say, this is me. I am this person. This ENS means this person in Discord, this person in Twitter, this person in Notion, this, 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 and this wallets. Uh, that, I think that's the farther we go right now. I know there's Bright ID. I don't know how it works, but it's a web tree identity service. Uh, that's different than domain service like ENS. I don't know how it works, but the idea is to make it possible for people to have one online identity only. 
but I don't know. Identity is a complex topic. Do we really want it? I do, but I don't think it's a general thing. Like uh, identity fights front to front with anonymity uh, somehow. I, I I kind of agree with you, Z. I think there's a, there's a fine line. Like identity to me, you leave out a, a, the name part of it. It's it's more about reputation um, than anything. Like to me, I don't need to know your name or have your wallets, but I want to know that like I can trust you. I want to know that other people vouch for you. Um, that way, I'm I'm not dealing with those scammers and all those other. You know, people that act uh, in bad faith. I also agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. Probably in the future, someone might develop something like a health system, like um, an account health thing. So, like, say if one of you scams me and say they were using the ENS address, I can probably report it and prove that they did scam. They did scam me, and it just automatically appears on your account that this guy is a scammer. Something like that. And then, like, the more you continue using your account, the more you get more, like, say, trustworthy, something like that. It's interesting. One thing that no one mentioned and is now coming to my attention, like, I'm having the realization now is no one mentioned on Discord, like, all the scammers and all the, like, spammers that are around. Like, that's a huge drawback of Discord. Like, you'll join certain servers and you'll get pinged multiple times with some crazy NFT drop they want you to, you know, uh, buy into. Like, that's a huge, that's a huge downside. Not from the, just the, like, security aspect side of things, but, like, just from the experience. Yeah, because it's free to create accounts. You can create as many accounts as you like. Honestly, ever since I found out that you can just disable people from DMing you when you join a server, instead of doing it, after you join the server, but just on like the general your account setting, I, that that pretty much stopped it for me. I don't know if you've done it. Yeah, the no, only problem there is that you cannot uh, answer to IntroBot if you do that. Yeah, so. that's the one thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, did you guys but, but, you guys see what I added for that? There's a button now that you can click. Oh. Yeah. And and you can disable it and then just enable server by server which one. Like I have DMs blocked for everything that's not canoe and juice box. Uh, if you're not on canoe, you're not on juice box, you're not my friend, I don't want your DMs. Else you add me or you go to Twitter, but Discord is too spammy. Yeah, I don't know how to solve that actually. I have no idea what could be done. Cause uh, like this, this option of blocking everyone, I'll, by standard is like not good. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I, my, I love meeting new people and like my DMs are always open. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's my fault if I'm getting hit with spam. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, a, a platform in the future would enable people to connect, not, not, you know, put up barriers for them to connect. Yeah, I think it's about filtering too. Like, uh, we are in a space where communication, ma communication like massive communication, is easy to do. Like, 
-hmm. It's not hard to create a bot and send messages to everyone in every server that I put it in, that I put my account in, I don't know. Like it's easy to send a, a million messages in a few yeah. days. So filtering is better than like free for all. Yeah, you, you know, that's really interesting, Z. I, uh, I read a case study on Tinder. I'm sure most of you are familiar with Tinder. If not, it's, it's, it's a dating app where you just swipe left and right. Uh, and it was talking about how they were solving the dating problem. Uh, and when you're solving that problem, you're solving it actually for the most attractive people on the platform, which are typically the women of the platform. And what they found is they were inundated with hundreds and hundreds of messages. And it made it really, really difficult for them to have any type of quality experience because every time they'd log in, there's 500 messages from a bunch of desperate guys. So what they actually did is they built an algorithm to figure out the type of men these women were looking to meet and they would get those particular messages and not the other ones. So perhaps something like that like if I share multiple servers with someone, the DMs are open. Or if we have X number of friends in common, the, the DMs are open. Otherwise, they're not. Yeah, sort of how LinkedIn also does it on their side. If, if, if your friends are not from my circle, like can't message you. Yeah, actually, that makes sense, actually. Awesome, awesome. Um, so we're getting to the last 15 minutes of this, and I kind of want to open the floor up. I, I think... I think in general, from what I gathered from everyone who's provided input today, it's like Discord is pretty functional for what we're trying to do now. But it is lacking in some areas specific to DAOs, specific to Web3. So I kind of want to just leave the floor open here uh, to any comments that uh, comments or conversations around that um, and see uh, if we can't wrap this up with some Something interesting. Well, I, I, I don't know if that's the right time, uh, but I, I see, and I come back into the suggestion that I did before, is how to build uh, some kind of a, a structure or a way of having these conversations very well. Uh, really uh, using all these technologies, despite the needs, uh, Discord, Zoom, WebEx, or whatever technology you wanted, is it, very complex to develop. But it's not uh, very hard for us to learn how to create a protocol, if you want to say that, how to hold the best meetings in the world. And, uh, and the DAO concept is a very unique way of driven uh, conversations, driven uh, leadership, and driven, driven results. And in some sense, I, I will go more into the the process or the method to develop the conversation more than the technology as a first step. And that is my sense. Yeah, I think that kind of goes to the core of what we're trying to do with DAOs. Like it's, it's, it's about the community, right? Like you want to facilitate those relationships. You want to facilitate those conversations. What tools can we put in place to better enable that uh, fair, trustworthy experience, um, whether that's on Discord or some other platform. But I, I agree with that. I think for me, like trust, like after having this conversation with everyone, I think trust is such a big part of, of things. Um, 
I, I shared a conversation with, with Z in relation to uh, an experience I had where someone came into a server and immediately I felt like distrust for them. And I, I, don't, I don't know if it was warranted or not, but uh, everyone has kind of like their spidey sense when something goes off or something doesn't feel, feel right. I, and I had that experience. And it was one of the first times I've had it on Discord. And, and there's no, no rhyme or reason other than just like, you know, something felt off. But it would be nice to know when people join a Discord, like their intentions are pure. They've contributed elsewhere. They're, they're not a spammer. They're not a scammer. Um, so that you can skip all of those, those hesitations and kind of get to the meat of it, which is like getting to know people, getting to build things together, getting to accomplish a vision or a mission. I think that's maybe for, for Discord, for the next, next generation of platforms, something that enables better connectivity between individuals so that the DAO can be more functional quicker. Yeah, I agree. Also, also another thing to consider is how how did people like trust each other like say without the internet how 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 did people trust each other in the first place it's a great question ken you're you're in you're in kenya right now right yeah what, what can you describe a, a traditional relationship over there in terms of like how you trust someone over there because i i know um this may not apply to you, but I know in some areas of Africa, like lending is done on a very like local basis. There's not necessarily a bank, but it's it's friends and community that that provide micro loans. Um, how how would you describe trust uh, in Kenya? Um, in Kenya, it's, I think it's more of who knows you. So if if say we were doing business with you, and then so if say I'm I wanted to do business with someone that you know. Like the best way will be for me to do business with them is through you, because you, that guy knows you, so he'll definitely trust me just just based on the fact that you're from, you're my friend. But that also has its shortcoming. Probably, I don't value I don't value my friendship with you, so I just want to scam this guy. So that puts you also in trouble. Um, in terms of like the micro lending, is it's basically just. Just plain trust. It's just that, just because I know you and I know other people know you and they know you because this is how your character is or this is we've seen you growing up, then I trust you. I know you. I know how you operate. Then, but also in Kenya, since people are more tribal, like you'll find that, um, I would say if I'm in trouble, I'll trust someone's someone who's from my tribe than someone who's not from my tribe. Because at least I know that we all relate in a, like, in a tribal level, we relate. That's it. That's how yeah. most, mostly it's done. But it's just friendships, like who you know and how mm -hmm. good that other person knows you. Yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, I think at uh, a hypothetical level on another, another platform that's built, like your DAO is also your tribe, right? And a whole host of different services be offered within your tribe to those that you already trust. Like if you needed a loan, uh, for example, you could go externally to a bank who just knows you based on 
you know, your credit score and, and other, you know, data points. Uh, but internally within the actual tribe, maybe there's someone that's there that's like, yeah, I, I trust you. I've known you for five years. Here, here's, here's the money. I know you'll pay me back. It, it opens up a whole new way of uh, conducting services. Yeah. And also there's the aspect of like signing agreements, like physically going to like a law enforcement officer. So like in Kenya, we have chiefs, but in the like in the urban areas, people don't go to chiefs. But that's now in the more rural areas, you'd find like a chief knows like most of the people there. So if you just tell them I'm from this clan, he automatically knows, okay, so you're from this side of this place. So if, if we're doing any business, we just come with agreements written down and then everyone signs so that if anything goes bad, I can sue you and then that's it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. It's totally crazy that we're building a fucking eternal global intergalactical system in the blockchain. And we are using normally uh, American standards of almost everything to do it. And it's crazy because I, I see how it works in the US and it's totally different from Brazil. And I've noticed in JB that it's totally different from China. And now we are here from Kenya and it's totally different. And we have like just so much to learn from the fact that we have a lot, lots of different cultures. It gets me like super excited to see how far can we get into this uh as soon as we can start getting communities more and more and more international uh i think lots of the problems we have nowadays already have solutions in different cultures and as as we start merging all of our brains together here i think we're gonna do some awesome stuff guys <laughs> yeah well said z I, I think there is a lot to learn not only from you know, uh, say traditional corporate culture, which we could define as maybe U.S., from Brazilian culture, from Kenyan culture, from European culture, uh, all these ideas of, of community and trust and what it really means and how it's measured um, are all part of the problems that we're trying to address within Web3 and within DAOs. Um, yeah, that, that was really interesting to, to hear from you, Ken, on that. I, I think there's some uh, really interesting nuances that I'd love to learn about how community and trust is built within uh, the tribal world uh, and potentially apply that to what we're trying to build here. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, in terms of the tribal world, it's, like, it's just funny. Like, each each and every tribe, like, moves different. Like, I I can tell, like, this guy is from this tribe just the way they're behaving, just from their behavior or from their accent. And like, I don't know, it's, it's, it may sound stereotypical, but like um, all tribes have their like key characteristics that are, they're like present. If you have 10 people in the room, like probably seven of them will have the same characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice uh, how, I, I know I'm, uh, Skipping the subject, and I just want to. I just got very curious here, and I want to use that opportunity to ask uh, you think that maybe uh, for uh, growing up or living in a culture that's like tribal or clans? I don't know, I really don't know how it works. Uh, 
you see more similar similarities between uh, tribal culture than corporate culture to what we're trying to build. Because as you speak, it sounds to me that like, uh, it, it sounds DAOs. Like I know <laughs> I see someone from uh, on the web and I normally can tell what part of Web3, what kind of DAOs they're a part of. Because, well, you can tell by the way people speak, by the way people act, by what they're interested in. And uh, if I get somewhere and I say I'm part of that DAO, then someone trusts me or not, just like you said about tribes. Uh, do you think there are like more community similarities uh, between tribes and what we're building than between corps and what we're building? You, are you addressing that question, McKen? Oh, yes, yes. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. But there are there are similarities actually, because like a DAO is a tribe. So outside here I'll be willing to help someone who's from Kanu DAO than someone who's from a DAO that I've never heard of. So yeah, in some sort of way there's that connection there. Uh, okay, you got me interested. I'm gonna spend the rest of my day studying tribes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you got me into it. We also in tribes you also have to um, think of like so within tribes now there's like the if you zoom out like tribes belong to different groups so like in in Kenya for example there were like say the the tribes called Bantus so those are like that's one now that's a whole I don't know how I'd call it let's say that's that's its own like that's a whole country on its own and then now it has now the different tribes inside and then now there's like Nilots, and then now you'll find like these people have links to like Arabs. Like if you look at the history, like they were linked to Arabs and stuff like that. They come from this side, but deep down inside, they still have their own small, small, small tribes, and they also have their small, small differences. To such a point that we can all be from the same tribe, but if I speak to you, you won't understand me. And if I and if you speak to me, I won't understand you. But we have some common words, some common words. And it's also crazy how I'm from Kenya, but like there's some tribes in South Africa that share some of the words in my mother tongue. So if I go and tell them probably food in my mother tongue, they understand it, though they pronounce it a bit different. So yeah, it's it's crazy to think about it. Definitely is fascinating. Um, all right. Well, everyone, the hour has flown by. I, I really appreciate everyone joining and sharing their opinions. And um, I love the conversation, just free flows. And we got to talk about uh, reputation and trust and, and tribes and all of this stuff. It gets your mind, gets your mind moving. And I think that's what the, the overall goal of these Canoe Learn sessions is, is to talk about things that are both DAO-related, Web3-related, and and community related, but also start thinking about the way, the fun, foundational way of how we think about these problems. Um, and I love that we have a diversity uh, of opinions here. So uh, many thanks for showing up today and, and providing your opinions. Uh, and with that, uh, I'm going to wrap up Canoe Learns number six, and I look forward to uh, Canoe Learns number seven next week. <laughs>